All right, this uh, Wednesday, we got the huge NBA in-season tournament games. Giannis and the Bucks taking on Tatum and the Celtics, followed by KD against Steph. Can't ask for a better Wednesday night of hoops. Countdown gets it started 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Meanwhile, is there anything we enjoy more than this? Titans lineman, 305-pound Jeffrey Simmons catching a touchdown. Rex? No, I don't like anything better than that. Look at that defensive tackle. He's a superstar. <laughs> Unfortunately, he, needs to, he does need to play both ways for that team. <laughs> <laughs> Big man touchdown, Nick. Oh, yeah. It's a nice release move. It's uh, not too different from a pass rush move. I didn't know how transferable those skills were. Good hands. Though. Yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of offense yesterday, but... He uh, was there often. Yeah, he was there. That pretty much was it. All you right, guys think that, we, that Marcus Spears would make that catch? Absolutely. Yeah, and he was recruited as a tight end. Incredible athlete. And played basketball. Look at, look at And scored a touchdown look in the national hate. championship game. The question, LSU. Is, the question is, could you throw that pass? Yeah, oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. Get off my man, Marcus. Oh. Get off my man, Marcus. <laughs> I can't have it. Get off my man, Marcus. Hell, yeah, he catch that pass. <laughs> With that, dad. <laughs> We will. <laughs> we will. Danny's in Kansas City, by the way. The whole Monday, the NFL Live in KC today. Monday countdown in the KC today. Everybody getting ready for tonight's game. We are at the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. And here we go. In this hour, we're taking you through every game in the NFL from yesterday. Let's start with this one because it stunk. Zach Wilson falls down. Whoopsie. In a perfect distillation of his season. And then, here's another one. Rasul Douglas. All kidding aside, Rasul Douglas is good for the Bills. Outstanding acquisition. Rasul Douglas making plays and not only interceptions, but giving Garrett Wilson hell all day. Jets, 41 straight possessions without a touchdown. That's bad. Josh Allen, James Cook, that's good. Bills up 16-0. They would be 16-6 into the second half. This is Allen and this is Ty Johnson walking the tightrope. Yeah, Josh, you don't got to be Superman. Sometimes give it to somebody else. I didn't want to mix comic books, but there are other Avengers out there that can make plays. <laughs> 22 to 6, Buffalo. Hey, that's still the score. And then, Rex, what happens here? Khalil Shakir. Yeah, it's certainly not Sauce Gardner's Mm-mm. thing because he took the social media and said, that's not mi- on me. <laughs> yes, it is, Sauce. I know defense. That is on you. That's when things are going really wrong. Is Winning true. is mad. <laughs> Just brutal. Then Zach Wilson and what wind- might wind up being the last play of his Jets career gets sacked. A Bills defense just thoroughly dominated. I say that because in case you didn't see it, Zach Wilson did get benched in the game yesterday. Tim Boyle came in. Nothing really got better. Here's a completion to Garrett Wilson. He's going to fumble. It's just a disaster. So the Bills, after a tumultuous week, bounce back with a huge win. The Jets, meanwhile, have a quarterback question, and their coach is not ready to answer. Who's the quarterback moving forward? Uh, we're going to watch the tape, and, just, and uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow. Yeah, frustrated. But I get it, you know. Uh, got to score. Got to got to be in games. Essentially, it comes down to you got to score points. So when things aren't getting done, changes got to be made, and I understand that. So we're going to move through this one quickly, I promise, because I I understand that it's not the sexiest thing in the world anymore. Yeah. The Jets have just become sad to watch. This is your team. What should Robert Sala do about the quarterback situation the rest of this season? I go right back with Zach Wilson. He gives you best best chance to win. The other thing is too. Look, the kid. In the last three games going into that, he had thrown for at least 240 yards. This game was absolutely atrocious. But is it on him or everything about that offense? It ain't just about him. Well, that's the question, Dan. I mean, it could. what would make – talk to me about this offense. 
It stinks. They can't pass protect him. The only person that's doing anything is Brees Hall. Brees Hall is spectacular, by the way. Green, yeah. Changing the quarterback is not going to do anything. It's not going to change a single thing. It actually might get worse, which is almost unbelievably difficult to comprehend. Okay? The biggest thing for me is, and Robert Sala's got to be very, very honest about this. I, I'm a huge fan of Robert Sala's. Are the people in place for this offense, stewarding this offense, are they the ones that should be there next year when Aaron comes back and is healthy? And I know that's crazy with, with like Nathaniel Hackett, and I'm sure Hackett's a really smart football coach and his relationship with Aaron. This offense is not a good unit, and it shouldn't be as bad as it is playing right now. It shouldn't be. No, I agree. But the problem with um, Robert Sala having these questions to ask himself is it doesn't appear that it's up to him. Uh, he, ple- he played the fifth last week when you asked him who the starting quarterback yeah. was going to be. It doesn't feel like it's up to him. They brought in these coaches and some of these receivers because Aaron Rodgers said so. And they are, they've gone all in on Aaron Rodgers. And I think at least until the end of next season, they are still all in on Aaron Rodgers. And I think you both are right. Nothing, there's no quarterback change that's going to solve the problems this season. So make it, don't make it, it don't matter. Just don't get nobody hurt because next season is where it's supposed to. Quick, well, ne- next season's where it's at. But I would say this, this team's way closer than you think, meaning when Aaron Rodgers gets back, all right, add one receiver. They certainly need that. Well, yesterday, it's, okay. uh, all of a sudden, Shefty's telling us it's going to be Devontae Adams. I can, I can see that. And then every damn draft pick you got goes to the offensive, <laughs> offensive line. line. Every single one. And that team will be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Look, they've had 14 different starters in the O-line. Yeah, they're a disaster. And again, Aaron, yeah. you know that I've been riding with you all the way through, and I've been talking about when you were coming back all the way through, when I love how hard you're trying. Don't even think about it. <laughs> It's it's done. Don't even think about it. Save it for next year. It is in no way worth putting yourself in the amount of jeopardy you would be physically to come back and play with this group. That said, let's talk about the team that won yesterday. Dan, I'm impressed. That's a Bills team that showed showed you something. The way they lost Monday night, the coaching change they made, the tweets from Stefan Diggs' brother, all that stuff was swirling around them. And they, they bounced back in a huge way yesterday. What did you see? Yeah, they called their offense like they have an MVP player at quarterback. And, and that was the difference in between yesterday and then really the first part of this season. We saw motions with intent, motion for information, under center play action pass. So I love this. You have six offensive linemen in. Now we're going to take step in motion. Watch what it does to these linebackers with the motion to him and the ball fake to the running back. It splits them. Now move the pocket. Josh Allen has now the opportunity to be aggressive with the ball. You're, you're giving him that fix of, I want to be able to push the ball downfield. Chunk completion of Dalton Kincaid. Next time we motion the receiver over. Now we're in 11 personnel. One back, one tight end. Quarterbacks under center. Look at that. Play action. Now this doesn't look like a big play to everybody else, but it's huge to me. Because Josh in rhythm takes a check down. Why? Because the defense plays so deep. The only reason is because two plays before you gave him that other play action. And so you're giving him his fix to be aggressive with the ball. This time he does the simple. Motion cookout. He's matched by safety. Josh knows it's man. Look at the two thumbs up. They gave him multiple plays in the huddle. He's giving thumbs up because he's telling everybody, the play that I called, we're running. It's man-to-man. We take the bunch. We create traffic in the middle of the field. The, the defender that's covering Cook gets lost in all of that traffic. Easy touchdown. That's motion with intent. 18 times they motioned yesterday. That, that, that was the most all season. They put them under center a ton. Under center, their offense was 7.5 yards per play when they put the quarterback under center. Josh Allen 
is the best under center quarterback in football. When they put him there, they run it better. They play action. They went play action with motion yesterday. That's the offense in Buffalo that it should be. I think this is a fascinating point, and we've talked a lot about and will again in this morning about the Steelers and their reluctance to make a coaching change during the season. You were a head coach. I know how painful that has to be, how difficult it has to be, but sometimes it creates exactly the dynamic that a team needs. And I know yesterday's only one day, but it certainly looked like that made a big difference, Rex, for the Bills. Yeah, and Graney, off a short week. Yeah. Like, that was what was so impressive. Like, could you really see a change? Because I'm like, there's not going to be any change. There was, so I mean, yeah. an unbelievable amount of change. And so, yeah, it was a. It looks like it's a good decision. And uh, But the other thing is, too, one reason why these coaches are, are slow to make a change at, at coordinator is, the, who are you going to replace them with? Right. Well, clearly, there must have yeah. been some, some discussions before about, hey, look, this guy won't let me get these things in. And maybe they fought it, and finally, they, look, the quarterback, did he not look different on the sideline? Yeah. yeah I mean, he like, looked different on the sideline. He looked different on the field also. He yeah. essentially had no turnovers yesterday. The one interception was a Hail Mary just before halftime, and that's his big problem. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions. And I think it's, it has to do with the coordinator change. As much as we all defended Ken Dorsey last week, they look different this week. Does that team we watched yesterday – are they dangerous in the AFC playoffs this year? Absolutely. It's like they were dangerous before that. As long as they have that quarterback, they're dangerous. Final word, Danny. Go quick. Yeah, defensively, Ed Oliver and Razul Douglas were fantastic, and that does make oh. them dangerous. When you allow Josh Allen to be aggressive with the football by your play calls, he will be a elite-level quarterback because he won't force the football anymore. But if you take that away from him – He's going to force the football. So that's what Joe Brady did. He leaned into knowing I got the best player in the field. Let's keep the pace going with Sunday superlatives. Watched all the NFL action yesterday. Rex, what was the most impressive thing you saw? Jerron Bland. And there were so many questions after Diggs went down. Who's going to replace him? Oh, my God, has this guy replaced him. He's got, he tied an NFL record. Four touchdowns, defensive touchdowns in a season. And man, oh, man, is anybody going to be surprised if he's going to get it again? Let me throw up a graphic. How impressive is it? Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and Rick's take a look. Rick's got a graphic. Look at this right here. Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, you're right up there with Deron Bland. <laughs> like, uh, this, uh, th- this is unbelievable yeah. how this kid is playing. Again, it's tied it's for the record, and he still has seven games to play. Yeah. So he's got a real chance to set the all-time record for defensive touchdowns in a season. Neek, what was your biggest disappointment yesterday? It was Washington. The commanders, I think we thought that they were finding something with Sam Howe, and we thought that they had an easy win coming up against the Giants, a team that we thought was packing it in with Tommy DeVito at quarterback. And they got embarrassed. They gave up 31 points to this outfit. It was a bad, bad day. So, yeah, it's a it's a countdown to regime change in Washington. It would seem. That was just a horrendous interception that Hal threw there. Dan, out of the whole day, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, Dom, can you call this guy by his government name, the Italian Stallion? Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Look how cool is this for a guy who's from Jersey? How cool is that? A local kid getting the chance to play against, obviously, a rival of theirs. Beautiful touchdown pass to Saquon Barkley and just running down. It's got to be so cool for him and his family to kind of celebrate that moment, finally get a win as a starting quarterback, and just the uh, the celebration with the chicken cutlet sandwich. <laughs> He's got, that's exactly right. By the way, speaking of uh, something to keep an eye on, a little eye candy, can I just show you one dunk yesterday? I, we're not doing a lot of hoops this morning, but Lonnie Walker – 
Neek, I want you just to see what he does here. Hell! Oh. He just dumped on the whole team. The whole Duck. team. Oh, he dumped on. He dumped on four. 76ers. He went through five of them on the play and dunked on four of them. Stay out of it, Embiid. You not. You don't even have to be in that photo, Embiid. Just go ahead and chill. <laughs> As we continue, the pace is quick in this hour today. But we've got the Cowboys. They continue to win. Should the rest of the NFC be on a high alert? Dan's got an opinion that might just surprise you. Plus, we touched on it. Problems in Pittsburgh. Can Mike Tomlin do something about it right now? If the answer is yes, why won't he? Dive into it next. Get up on ESPN. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash get up, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash get up to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash get up. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Play of the day was the under on the Steelers and the Browns yesterday. As we continue on Get Up, no Deshaun Watson. That means D-T-R. Handing it off to Jerome Ford, who takes it in. This is rugby. Like, this is this game. They, they got a touchdown. Sadly, this is what much of the game looked like. It was just a rock fight. It was originally not ruled a touchdown. They overturned that. 10-0 Browns. Now it's 10-7 as Jalen Warren takes it the distance. One highlight of the day. This was outstanding. It was fun to watch somebody get in open space and run for a little bit. 
Steelers get it to 10-7. Now it's tied at 10. This is where Pittsburgh lives. Tied late in these games, and they're always the ones who make the play. But yesterday, it was D-T-R making it happen. He was inaccurate for much of this game, but right here he found a hole, and he exploited it. It was a big play to set them up. That's Elijah Moore, and then here he's going to find Amari Cooper over the middle for another first down. They're in field goal range, and so it leads to this. Five seconds remaining. Dustin Hopkins, 34 yards away. It's up. It's good. Cleveland wins it. 13 to 10. Unbelievably, the Browns are 7 and 3. A very emotional DTR after the game as he found a way to get it done. Meanwhile, our buddy, our beloved former Steeler Ryan Clark, also emotional on Twitter. Disgraceful for the Steelers to lose to this Cleveland's Brown team, a Cleveland Browns team with DTR at quarterback, not executing down the stretch offensively. While DTR leads the game-winning drive, is inexcusable, not making any changes, is allowing it to happen. They can't continue to allow it to happen. Now, reading between the lines, and I'm not going to put words in his mouth, so I'll just make them mine. We literally just talked about the Buffalo Bills <laughs> making the painful decision to change coordinators during a year and how, at least in the short run, it appears to have given them a jolt and given them a new outlook. The fans have been chanting, begging, screaming for a change at offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. You've been a head coach, so you've lived this. Uh. Why doesn't he do it? Because look at his record, number one. I mean, they go into this thing. I mean, they were in. They were six and three, six yet and now they're three. six and four. Okay. But six and three, and you're going to make a change but like that? But their offense is so the, bad, Rex. No, it's so bad. Rainey, I get it. But is it the. And I think it is the offensive play calling. I really do. Yes. But look at the the, the quarterback. All right. Let, is, like, I, we, we kill Zach Wilson and things, but look at the numbers. This guy has 13 touchdown passes in 22 games as a starter. Right. That's the lowest total in the last 20 years for a starting Uh, uh, quarterback. Right. 20 years. So is it the play caller or is it this guy? And by the way, they they were 6-3 and going into this thing. So to me, I think it's an easier decision this week than it was the week before. Because they lost a game. Absolutely. they were just so bad. Well, Dan, let's answer the question. Is it the signal caller or is it the quarterback in Pittsburgh? Both. I mean, it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it's very rarely one or the other. No, it's, 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 it's hard to sit here and say it's all Kenny Pickett because I watch this offense and my honest takeaway is there's no way that you're trying to win the game. You're just trying not to lose it. And if we want to just focus on one aspect, this is the final three plays of the game for them when the game's on the line. First pass of the game, or first pass of the sequence, doesn't go to George Pickens. Second pass of the sequence, doesn't go to George Pickens. Third pass of the sequence doesn't go to George Pickens. So it, we can say all we want. But the, the fact that we don't get the ball to the best player on our offense in a got-to-have-it situation, go look at what Cleveland did. In the very same situation, they got the ball back. They were like, hey, Amari Cooper, you take it. And they go and win the game. I, I think that the, the Steelers, we, we, they, they don't run an offense. They just call plays. There's no way that you, you, call, you watch that game and sit there and say, they're trying to win the game. They're, they're trying to win the game. Kenny Pickett, I, I, I like Greeny. When he was drafted, I was like, "Oh, he's fine. Like he's a good player. I thought he would play better off of the preseason, but I don't know if he's getting an opportunity to play. I, I think Damn. their offense is as um, stale and boring and outdated and predictable and 
every bad analogy you can make is their offense. But but that sounds to me like you're talking about the coaching. And and I mean that that Kenny Pickett is not the reason it's predictable. Kenny Pickett, and, and unless he's just not capable of doing anything more. And but just very quickly, so I'm clear and the audience is clear. When you say they go three plays at the end and never throw the ball to their best player, is that the quarterback's fault or is it the play caller's fault? I mean, it start, always starts with the play caller. It always starts with the design of the play and the intent of the play. And if the quarterback doesn't execute three times in a row the intent of that play, then it's a quarterback. But it always starts with the play caller. So I, I think that uh, the problem is they're running their offense and they're playing their games, all their games, as if they have a fourth-string quarterback in there. Now, if they have seen something in practice or seen something that tells them that this guy is that bad, then why bring him back for another year? So that's, that's, there's a lot of questions in the decision-making. So I do not like a team that is not going to try to win games. They are playing this like they, are, like they, have, like they don't have enough talent. Yeah. They're playing these games like, let's get this to the fourth quarter and keep it close. Let's get to the fourth quarter as soon as we can and hope we get lucky. And they've gotten lucky enough times, and they're talented. But to play like this when they have as many talented skill players on offense as they have, it's just embarrassing. It's disappointing. Yeah, and, and to like Dan's point about not, not going to your best receiver – it's not like the, the coverage is difficult. Yeah. You're getting single high every snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might Correct. have disguised it one time. But, I mean, you can get the ball whoever you want. You know he's going to be one-on-one or, you know, that kind of coverage. So, come on. Like, be a little – but I think the coaching – I mean, I agree. I think it's about 20 years ago you've seen this offense. Right. So, they, they do nothing uh, in, in this game. But the quarterback also, it's like, damn, can't you read the coverage? Go to Pickens. Go to if that's your best guy. Go to him. Danny, final word. Go quick. Yeah, I'll ask those two defensive guys. I'll ask all the Steelers fans. Number one, when you watch this offense, are they good enough to line up in eleven personnel, one back, one tight end, all game? No. I'll answer it for you. The second question I'll ask Steelers fans, you two defensive guys, is there ever a moment when there is an advantage created for the offense by play call for the <laughs> no Pittsburgh way. Steelers? No. Absolutely not. It's never. No, that's the nope. point. So, so we're all making the same point in different ways, and yet they are just hesitant. I respect their their state, you know, their their loyalty, and and they've done it with head coaches, and they've been very successful doing it. But right now, it's impossible to watch. Tons more football as we go. But I want to show you the night in the NBA last night because there's a bunch of really interesting stuff, including the great LeBron James. He had 13 of his game high, 37 in the fourth quarter, and they needed every one of them. Lakers beat the Rockets 105-104. LeBron had the go-ahead free throw with 1.9 seconds left, and he said afterwards, it is just him against Father Time. I'm just trying to push the limit, uh, see how far I can take this thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm it's me versus Father Time, so you know, I'm trying to change the narrative. And uh, started off last year, you know, and uh, see if I can keep it going. He's playing so well, but they're depending so much on him. Meanwhile, Nikola Jokic a season low, 18 points. Nuggets lost to the Cavs. Mike Malone's team has lost three of its last four. And after being out-rebounded by Cleveland, the coach had a unique plan to fix that problem. No, so we're going to have basketball on the plane tonight. We're going to do rebounding drills. It's a short flight, but while we're in the air, we're just going to, you know, throw the ball up and see who comes up with it. Rex loved that. Rex loved it. KD had 35, 10 assists. Suns double overtime win over the Jazz. Third straight game with at least 130 points for Phoenix since Devin Booker came back. Suns are 12-1 and 
when he and KD are both in the lineup dating back to last season, and you will see them Wednesday night. we got a great doubleheader for you of in-season tournament games. we got Giannis and the Bucks taking on Tatum and the Celtics, followed by Steph Curry against KD, Suns and Warriors. Awesome night. Started at 7 Eastern on ESPN with NBA Countdown. Coming up, Cowboys train rolling on. The D in Big D stands for demolition. Have they become the team to beat? The answer, next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's a Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and Chiefs on Monday night you simply cannot miss. And Tuesday morning we'll be live telling you everything you need to know about how it went down. First at 8 a.m. Eastern, it's Get Up with me, Greeny, and my Tuesday team as we break down every angle. And then it's my turn as I face off with Shannon Sharp, and we'll debate who's the NFL's best team on first take. And it all wraps up with our buddy Pat McAfee on an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. It's a Tuesday that you can't miss on ESPN beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Meanwhile, the fun continues this morning. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys visiting the terrible Panthers, and they made them look mostly terrible. Dak, Luke, Schoonmaker. Oh, squeeze it into the schoon. Dak's the best quarterback in football right now. <laughs> oh, put that one on a T-shirt. Uh, Cowboys lead at 7, I think, and then Rex. Uh-oh, Bryce Young. This ain't even fair, man. You're going to put that little dude up there? Come on. <laughs> He's crushed by the Cowboys. Parsons had two and a half sacks yesterday. Uh, oh, C.D. Lamb in the final seconds of the half. Yeah, just pitch and catch. They're having fun out there. Dak, as I said before, is playing better than anybody in football right now. They didn't look that into it a lot of the day, which I guess made some sense. It's only 17-10 in the fourth, but then here comes Tony Pollard. I can't be denied. That man needs a touchdown. Give him to that. I don't care what you think. Just give him six. That was his first since week one. Ooh. And then, you know, who's had a whole bunch of touchdowns? Deron Bland. Yeah, here he goes. He ties the NFL all-time record, defensive record. Fourth touchdown this season. 
Look at this kid, man. You want to see your defensive MVP? Forget about it. It's him. Let's say that again more loudly. He has four defensive touchdowns this year, which ties the all-time single-season record, and there are still seven games to go. And so the Cowboys are building momentum as we go. And before we dive into the bigger picture, let's stay little. Dan, I know you liked some things you saw from Dak, particularly in the pocket yesterday. Yeah, the consistency of his pocket movement manipulation has been really good this year. And a lot of us have talked about it. And it's, Greeny, if I go back to last year and remember some of the stuff that I had issues with, it was Dak wasn't seeing the field well and he wasn't moving the pocket. And it's not the case this year. And you have to give him credit for it. He's not only like made some plays with his legs, but he's kept plays alive. And I think that's a really good sign for who he is uh, moving forward. I, I think the two things that I walk away from this specific game are obviously the Dak Prescott pocket movement that I just talked about. And I do think the, the, the Cowboys have to be honest. I, the, the, the Panthers got after them a little bit in their run game. There were four or five chunk runs that Carolina had yesterday. So when we're talking about Dallas, really good football team. But they're going to have to beat Philly. They're going to have to beat San Francisco. Both those teams are chunk run game centric. So good win. It was 17-10 with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And four drives for Dallas were kept alive by Panthers penalties. So both things could be true at the same time. I get it. You want to, every time you got there on Sundays, you want a perfect game. You're not going to get it. If there's one thing that you can give up as a defense in modern football, it's going to be the running attack. A lot of the better defenses in football struggle against stopping the run. I wish they could fix it. I'm sure they wish they could fix it. But when you have four to five really good pass rushers, sometimes you're going to give up eight or 12 on a running game. I think they live with that, especially when they have a quarterback who can put up. But maybe the point that Dan is making here is that the teams they're going to have to beat to get where they want to go are teams that look like they could exploit that. Include the Lions in that conversation, maybe. Certainly the Eagles and the 49ers who have been their kryptonite. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I can't argue against the 49ers. They play well against the Eagles. They, they're, they're always competitive against the Eagles, no matter whether it's running or not. The 49ers is a question mark that it's going to change, and the question is, are the 49ers going to be fully healthy, and are they going to be at their best form when I they play? I feel like the Cowboys game? are best in a high-scoring game, right? They, yeah. they want like a game where there's a lot going on, because that's when their defense makes big plays. Yeah. That's what they yeah. do. Their defense doesn't necessarily shut you down. Carolina's hardly even worth talking about. But generally speaking, they're going to make a big play. They're going to get a pick six. They're going to get a big sack, strip, fumble, that kind of thing. Are they good enough this year to beat the big boys in the NFC? I think they are. Now, look, San Francisco might be an issue because they match up so well against Dallas. However, anybody else, man, I'm taking them. And I'm going to tell you why. 61% win rate, pass rush win rate. That's what the Cowboys are. That's the best over the last five years. That includes that great pass rush that Philly had last year. Yeah. This team is rushing the passer at a, at a better pass uh, win rate than they did. So to me, once you get a lead, this team gets a lead, they can put you out. They, they, can, they, they can definitely uh, knock you out. This offense, to me, is way more efficient the last several weeks than they've been all season. So to me, they're, they're hitting their stride. Look, Carolina never looked great, right? Yeah. Carolina's actually got a really good defense, much better than Philadelphia's defense, yep. all right? And right there with maybe not San Francisco, but Detroit, certainly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So to me, I, I think that this team is going to be, at the end of the day, they're going to be right there. Again, they've got Washington Thursday, the traditional Thanksgiving. Then they play the following Thursday against Seattle. 
and then they get the big showdown at home against Philly. They'll have a mini-buy going into that game. That will be a magnificent one to watch. Meanwhile, I promised you every game in the NFL. Let's run the hurry up. Here we go. Neek, biggest takeaway, Miami's win over the Vegas Raiders. Jalen Ramsey is as good as he's ever been. He got two picks, but it wasn't just the interception. It was great defense throughout the game, great coverage, which allows the rest of the defense to make plays. So if he's going to continue to play like this, we don't need the Dolphins' offense or running game to return. They're going to be in every game, and eventually Tyreek Hill is going to do something special. But it all is predicated on Jalen doing stuff like this. That's impossible. That's an impossible play. And that one basically won them the game. Rex, if the folks who didn't stay up late last night, Russell Wilson led a game-winning drive over Minnesota to get the Broncos to 5-5. Five and five. Are they a playoff team? They are, and Russell Wilson is cooking for this team with mm-hmm. Sean Payton leading the charge. Right? Look at this feather. Look at how he feathers that pass down there. We all know he's got the fastball still, and his mobility, he looks way different to me, so he's still got the mobility and things, but that combination with him and his coach Sean Payton is terrific, and their defense, by the way, yes, That defense they gave up 70 is playing a hell of a lot better. And then, Dan, the Bears lost a terrible game, but what did you see from Justin Fields? I saw a starter in the NFL, and I don't think his future is in Chicago, Greeny, because of their situation with draft pick and money. But if he plays the rest of the season the way he did yesterday, he's going to be someone starting next year unquestionably. The way that they used him in the run game, it was finally like, hey, You guys know the type of player that you have. They got him on the move, and he threw the ball very well. I know he had the late fumble with Aiden Hutchinson, but I thought he, on the the way that they used him was the way that I kind of wanted. This is why, if I'm just being honest, Greeny, I thought he would play MVP-level football this year. This is why, because some of the stuff that he was capable of doing athletically and then throwing on the run – was awesome, and um, it, it was great to see him used that way, and I just think if he continues to play this way, someone's going to come trade for him. I have to be honest with you. Look, I mean, we're, I know we engage in hyperbole, and so to some degree, I grant that I'm doing that, but if I owned the Chicago Bears, I would not have let my coaches on the flight back to Chicago yesterday. The way they coached the end of that game was genuinely as though they would rather lose than win. Now, I suppose one could make an argument they're better off losing than winning, but I'm not in any way suggesting the players feel that way or the coaches feel that way. The way they coached the end of that game was disgraceful. I would not have let my team leave the state of Michigan without Jim Harbaugh. I would have have gone over to Ann Arbor. I would have grabbed Harbaugh. I would have said, get on the plane and come back with us. They're not going to let you coach in college anymore anyway. You've got a max Maximum of three more games you might coach at Michigan. Just come with us now and start scouting out what we've got going. The Bears should absolutely beg Jim Harbaugh to come be their coach next year, whoever their quarterback is, and they would be a thousand times better immediately. They have no business losing that game yesterday. Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing because the last time the Bears won anything, yeah. Uh, who was their head coach? Uh, Mike Ditka? Yeah. All right, so a former Bear. <laughs> Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be interesting? Mm-hmm. So you bring that up. That, that Man, how about that? That would be interesting. But I'll say this. If you're a Bears fan, that's the best scenario. Your team played great. Your quarterback was awesome. And you lost. And you know what? And you lost. Fair so enough. Good for you. Let's talk about the team that beat them, the Lions. Yeah. You wake up this morning feeling better or worse about the Lions after what was a very I, shaky win. Uh, well, I'm still concerned. And, and the reason I'm concerned is because you've got to be able to rush the passer. And to me, one, going into this game, six out of the nine games, they had only had one sack or less. And then, you know, it was great to see Hutchinson get it, but he's the only guy they got that yep. does it with any consistency. I worry about him getting deep, making a deep run in the playoffs. They have to find a way 
to get a pass rush. And look, their offense is good as any offense in the league. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, you want to talk about taking somebody. How about that Ben Johnson? He's going somewhere. Uh But that guy is doing a great job. That offense is phenomenal. It was as bad a game as Detroit can play. First time in NFL history, you have a minus three turnover ratio and a uh, time of possession 40 minutes uh, versus your 20. So, to me, they overcame it, and and Detroit wins, which – Nobody, nobody's ever won a game like that. Right, and, and literally in the history of the league. Dan, you're a lion at heart. Do you wake up feeling better or worse about them today? I feel better about them because they don't win these games. The Lions for the last Nobody 15 does. years don't win these games. Rex just said it, minus three. They had four turnovers and still found a way to win the game at the end. I thought that throwaway by Jared was great maturity in the moment that allows them to run, run, and go win the football game. Two things, Greeny. Jared Goff ain't going to play like that again. That's the worst game Jared Goff has played in years. Mm-hmm. And he still got it done when it mattered. I'm not putting them in the San Francisco and Philadelphia conversation. Those are the two elite teams in the NFC. But they are absolutely in that next group. I want to yeah. see this team play against the Dallas Cowboys. Because then they're I on, think we'll find out who's that third best team in that conference. They're on the way. They need to find some answers on defense. They're going to have to win shootouts with Jared Goff. Which Jared Goff has been playing better, but... These games are going to pop up. He is not an elite, elite quarterback. He's been good under this system. We're not sure if it's him or the coordinator, but he's been making good decisions. We'll see what happens in these big shootouts. Hey, Nick, how about this Jamison Williams? How'd you like to have to cover him? This oh, kid's you. coming on. The oh, guy's faster than oh. anything. The so Lions will play out. the Cowboys, by the way, a reminder, on December 30th. Ooh, can't wait. Game that we will have on ESPN. All right, coming up, it is the game of the year tonight. We'll tell you exactly what to watch for right at the start that will decide exactly how it will end. So we'll do that in a moment, but first we'll do this. Here we go, Rex. Look at the shirt that Hembo is wearing. It's embarrassing. I apologize for on behalf of the show. Anyway, uh, both brothers in the game tonight, obviously, the Kelsey brothers. Who were the first brothers in NFL history to each make the Pro Bowl at least five times? That's a good question. The answer is next. Five times. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And we are back. We'll give Rex another minute to think about the answer, which is coming up. But first, let's do sound off. Interesting people saying interesting things, beginning with the Steelers. Another offensive no-show. Najee Harris did not hold back in the postgame locker room. 
two things. You can look at the record and say, okay, well, it's still good right now. Or you can look at the record and be like, if we keep playing this type of football, how long is that going to last? I look at it like, how long is that going to last? Y'all can look at it like it's a good record, but I mean, it's the NFL. Winning like how we did, it's not going to get us nowhere. Danny, what do you think of Najee saying that? Yeah, he's spot on. And we all know that this team was built on, can you play with some defense and then get the game to the fourth quarter? And then more often than not, you sit there and say, Kenny Pickett will make some clutch throws. But they're playing against elite defenses in the AFC as well. To get where they want to go, they're going to have to beat Cleveland and Kansas City and Baltimore and Miami. These def- these teams can play defense. So th- there's this is a production-based business, and their offense is one of the least productive in the whole league. When you get outgained every single week, when you have been outscored on the season, your record, I know you are what your record says you are, but sometimes you're not, right? And sometimes you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, we know that about this team, and we know that about football. The scary part for the Steelers is Najee Harris is not a rookie. He's not a loose cannon type of guy. If he's saying this, a lot of people in the locker room are feeling this. You know who is a loose cannon? Rex Ryan. And I want him to hear this. After another Chargers (laughs) loss, Coach Brandon Staley was defensive when asked about his role calling the defense against the Packers. I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay. And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question. Okay. I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay. So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, come on now. Grow up. You're a head coach. All right. Act like it here. The the journalist is just doing his job, asking you a question that, by the way, is an obvious question. Because why why are they bringing it up? Because maybe you're 31st in the league in defense. Maybe that's a reason why maybe there could be change. We're saying, hey, Mike Tomlin needs to make a change. This guy needs to make a change. You need to make a change. All right? Anybody's better than what you're doing. This is the second highest payroll, defensive payroll, in the National Football League. This, this organization not getting their money's worth. And so, to me, grow up, answer the question and things like that. And, and look, it's, it, you've got to be frustrated. I get it. But this guy never should have had the job in the first place. I, I can't wait till the Chargers have a, a great coach in, in place. And let's see this team I mean, we're going to see unbelievable. This team's going to be right there with anybody in the league. The right other now, point they're to not. Make here is that coaches should be calculated in the things they say afterwards. So after a tough loss, he should be saying something to galvanize his locker room. Instead, he's just basically saying, "Look, it's their fault. You, you got, we got a problem with what we're doing defensively. Ask them, because everything I'm doing is exactly right." Yeah, I think what he was trying to do in that moment is like um, exude confidence. And, and seem like he is not uh, feeling a little bit fragile, which he has to be. He has to be second-guessing himself because he is the defensive coach. So that's what he's trying to do. I don't think he's trying to put it on his players. If they take it that way, then it's over. And it frankly feels like it's over anyway for them already. It so. may very well be. Then speaking of maintaining your confidence, how much did you love this? C.J. Stroud had a big day, but he also oh, threw three picks oh, yesterday. My favorite. Threw a couple of touchdowns, three for over 330 yards. But through three picks, including two in the fourth quarter, his team won, and then listen to what he said. Steph Curry don't ever stop shooting. I'm going to keep letting it ride, you know, um, and, I, and I'm, I don't got no shame in my game. I definitely got to be smarter, but no confidence is taken away from me. I'm going to keep shooting it. I'm going to keep uh, letting it fly, um, and, and that's what I think that's what makes me great. Danny, how about that mentality from the young star? <laughs>
They can win a Super Bowl with this guy. And they can win a Super Bowl because of him. And for all the things that he has done this year that have been so impressive, I think that soundbite might be the most impressive of the season. To be a rookie and to know that you did something you haven't done all year, which is throw those interceptions and be like, yeah, I'm, th- th- that's not who I am and it's not going to change me. And the only way that I'm going to go achieve the level that I'm capable of is if I have the right mindset. And I love the fact that he's a young rookie player playing for a defensive-minded head coach, and he's not flinching. And that's why I think on the field, he's great. I think the the off-the-field mind that this young man has gives him a chance to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Yeah, and he understands the way this game is played. And I think Danny made this point in the first hour is if you want to go deep, you're going to have to take these chances. And sometimes when you take those chances, you're going to have to pay the price for it. You can't be a perennial Super Bowl contender team without getting big chunk plays and being aggressive down the field. And he's already doing it, and he's going to shake these turnovers, and he's not going to be a problem. You know what it reminds me of a little bit is Joe Burrow. The way he came in, he completely Mm – Uh, changed the culture of an organization, his confidence, the force of his personality. Burroughs seems to have that undeniable swag. This kid seems to have it. The the, the stories here feel similar to me. Even better, though, because Joe Burrow came in the second year and also with superstar talent around him at receiver, he dropped into this team that we thought was going to be bad yeah. and just cooked. But remember, the Bengals, we thought were a team that Burrow should refuse to go to. I mean, let's not overstate right, what, understate what he did there. Burrow is the is, is the example here. I'm, I, I think that there's something similar to it. Anyway, yeah. okay, now let's get to the main event. Neek, I'm taking a bet from you. Is Rex going to get it, yes or no? Hell no. Okay, so. We got Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey both on the field tonight, Monday Night Football. They have bro- both made the Pro Bowl at least five times as brothers. Here's the question. Who was the first pair of brothers to make the Pro Bowl at least, each of them at least five times? Yeah, and, and look, the, my, my big issue right now is I don't know if these guys are brothers or cousins brothers? or what. All right? And so, and I got another great group of brothers, too. Well, so who are you talking so about? So I'm talking about this. My first one is this. This is not my answer. Okay. Are Bruce Matthews and Clay Matthews. They're not brothers. They're not. See, I'm saying I, they could be brothers. They could be not. <laughs> my answer is is Shannon Sharp and Sterling Sharp. That's right. Nailed it. That is correct. It is. It's, Stan, it's Shannon and Sterling is Did correct. Did you think you had me? I got you. you know, I don't know. Oh, There's no. something around here. Yeah. Except, wait, wait, where, where are we? Oh, oh, there we are. Boom, buddy. I own you, my friend. I flat out own you. Did you think I was going to see the Matthews, Clay Matthews, and Bruce Matthews, and every other Matthews? Boom. By the way, a couple of quick notes. One, let us not overlook the fact that Hembo is wearing a shirt that says, Go Taylor's Boyfriend's Brother. (laughs) I apologize on behalf of all of us at the program. He will no longer be allowed in the studio during the segment. Second, there's only one other pair of brothers that would have applied. It's the Sterling and Shannon Sharp. It's Travis and Jason Kelsey. Can anyone guess the other? I One can. of them is active. Mm-mm. Was the it the, uh, Trayvon Diggs? JJ and TJ Watt are the other brothers. I was missing somebody. Danny, who wins the game Monday night? Super Bowl rematch, Super Bowl preview, everything else. Who wins tonight and why? 
I'm taking Kansas City. Travis, uh, or excuse me, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are 5-0 and coming off of the bye. I think the bye figured out the roles of their offensive players. That defense is fantastic. I'm taking Kansas City. Neek, why do you like the Eagles? Yeah, I think the Eagles are a different team than they were last year, and the Chiefs are a different team than they were last year. I think that running attack is going to be a problem for the Chiefs' very dominant defense, and I also think that who's going to guard A.J. Brown? If they're going to load the box and stop that run, A.J. on the outside is going to be trouble. Rex? I just have a lot of faith in Andy Reid, especially off of, the, off of the bye. I remember when I couldn't beat anybody off a of bye, I called Andy and found out what he did, and it's like the guy's got the formula. It's what did he do? Fruit. Tell us. What did he do? He gave everybody off. The, <laughs> the, the coaches, players, recharged the batteries from jump. And I think that this team will be more energized. And I, I trust in it. And I trust in Andy Reid. Well, we all saw Travis was down in Argentina. Oh, yeah. With uh, Tete. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Look, the stage is set tonight. Super Bowl rematch. Could be a Super Bowl preview. It's Hurts. It's Mahomes. It's 8 Eastern, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. You can't ask for more. Meanwhile, first take is next. Can Russ and the Broncos make the playoffs? Are Allen and the Bills back on track? Molly, Stephen A., Shannon, Danny, and more. Top of the hour. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Get Up is brought to you by the Subaru Share the Love event now through January 2nd. All right, everything's up to date in Kansas City. One piece of business left. Danny's got the joke. Let's do it. All right, this is in honor of tonight with the brotherly shove or the tush push. What is the smelliest kind of ox? Oh, God. What? What is it? A buttocks. (laughs) Come on, get up. We'll see you tomorrow.